Last time on Almost Heroes. We pick up having made it out of the Ebon Depths. We regrouped with Udak and the Ebon Liberation Force, and after an unsuccessful attempt to persuade them to come with us, decided to head back to Tin Town. Udak planned to make one last delve into the Ebon Depths to check for survivors, assess the condition of the mine, and send Tarden to report back. On our way back to town, we stopped for the night in a forest clearing, taking a well-earned long rest. During the night, Rangrim heard songs of Morden on the air drawing closer. It turned out to be a group of three traveling craftsmen dwarves that were heading south. One dwarf, an old ex-cleric of Morden, began asking about the sources of Rangrim and Cosmo's powers, as he had lost his during the Sundering. The old cleric asked to help determine the sources of their powers. He placed his hand on Rangrim and was repelled. The symbol of the eye glaring red. Upon touching Cosmo, his holy symbol glowed and unleashed a burst of divine energy from his hand, the first one in fifty years. Claiming that he had felt the touch of Morden within Cosmo, the old cleric vowed to research deeper into the matter, and he and his companions departed. With the sun rising, we reached Tintown and made our way directly to Lucas Legends Hall. There we found the door kicked down and the place in shambles. In the center of the table lay the now empty chest that Clint had taken the platinum key from. Seemed that Luther or someone else had discovered the key was missing and weren't very happy about it. And that, my friends, is where we left off. Thank you very much, Dan. And with that, that brings us to episode 29, Intermission. We pick up with our almost heroes just inside of Luther's Legends Hall, discovering that it had been torn apart, uh, the door kicked outwards, uh, bent nearly in half, and seemingly uh, by Luther himself uh, when he had discovered that the platinum key that Glenn had stolen uh, to be missing. Uh, And now discovering this chest open uh, and just pulled apart this room in shambles, uh, what do you all do? Uh, Glenn would look over to the guys and say, well, I... I don't think he necessarily likes that we went through that chest that was locked and double, you know, secure. I think he wanted to keep what was ever in there private. Seems a little weird, doesn't it? I think people usually do that and they put locks on things when they don't want people to go into them. So I don't really think it's that weird. I don't understand, but well, maybe you're on something. Well, do we want to try finding him around town? Maybe he's still here. Well, uh, let's check downstairs and see if he rifle through, uh, the other space is the is the secret door open it is not okay um but the rest of the space is just like a wreck yeah most of it is it looks like there was kind of a, a fit uh thrown uh but a lot of it is that the contents of this chest have been thrown around okay uh, smashed against the walls and uh there's like the old moldy clothing and mm-hmm. uh, old weapons and stuff just kind of scattered everywhere and then like a lot of the stuff that was on the tables and whatnot has just been kicked over and moved around and whatnot so all it's right like someone had quite a hissy fit in here um then uh i pulled the was it like a lever or the sword to like open it yeah so um you go over and you pull on the sword uh and nothing happens uh oh this this don't right and he's just like pulling on it and then, um so ahead. you're you're going to pull on it and it's actually not even moving uh i think it's just kind of stuck maybe and i just strength check pull this thing yeah uh give me a strength check you can do athletics. Not feeling super strong today. Um, it's a ten. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you 
you put your feet against the wall and you're kind of just like pulling on it. Um, but you're not actually pulling that hard. It just looks R- like you are. Wait, Rangrim, come help me tug on this. Is it just me? Might be kind of stiff. We haven't been here in so long. What is? And I'm going to just... Basically our standard dwarf pile, but I'm just trying to help him pull this <laughs> thing out. Uh, yeah, roll me a athletic check, Rangrim. Let's go. That's bad. <laughs> uh, I just have to double check. Regular, just straight up strength. That's a nine. Uh, athletics. Athletics, cool. It's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you both, you're kind of pulling on the back of Cosmo, and you're trying to, um, you're trying to get him to like pull that thing more. Um, and both of you kind of come tumbling backwards as as Cosmo loses his grip. Well, um, um, this sucks. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that he locked this door. Uh, behind him. But yeah, just uh, was there another way in? Not that I know of. The only way in was through this door, from what I recall. But yeah, well, you had that run in with uh, the thing, and uh, this was the only way out. I think I remember. Uh, the thing is uh, Rangrim's daughter. And I agree. I think we should start calling her the thing. It seems appropriate. Uh, no, she actually that's a good point. She just walked right down the front door like she knew it was here, so it's a good chance that uh Luther may not be on the up and up, or it might be even more suspicious than we thought he was. Yeah. Um Well, I mean I still have this and I pull out the the two arm or the two hand compass. I'm like I can try to find him, but do we want to go looking for him or we wanna wait and see if he comes to us? Because I left him a note saying to reach out and if he's not reaching out he might be more of on more of a war path than a a, a friendly conversation but uh, um glenn actually uh roll me a perception check or an investigation check investigation uh natural 18 plus 6 of 24 uh, you see a crumpled up piece of paper uh that has been kind of thrown on the ground is it my note uh, you unroll it, and it is indeed your note that has so, been crumpled up and thrown on the ground. So rude. Did he write anything on it, or he just crumpled he, up and threw it? Uh, yeah, he just drew a bunch of wieners on it and then just threw it on the ground. No, I'm kidding. There's nothing There's nothing drawn on it. Bastard. Well, apparently yeah, he you can my see note anyway. and chose not to send it, or not to respond to it, so he's angry and rude. Well, uh, I mean, do we want to do we want to just try and see if there's another way down into this uh, place, or do we want to just Maybe go check and see if he's with Mej? Uh yeah, I think uh think Rangram now would be a good time to go check it with Mej, uh, make sure she's okay, because we don't know that he's not just on a straight up warpath for everybody. Well, she I know did, nothing about him. Say he was going uh going to nuts. I can't imagine uh he would have just been at your local watering hole just drinking an ale with this kind of mess. Yeah, I feel like everybody in town's gonna have something to say about it. Maybe we should go ask around. But well, then uh, let's go check in with Mish, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so it's it's a it's kind of early morning uh, at this point. I think it's like probably seven, eight o'clock. Um, as we're kind of approaching uh, matches, I'm going to tell the guys just uh, quickly. You guys maybe pick me up along the route. Uh, we don't know each other though very well. My name's Steve. And I throw on the mask of many faces, and I turn into like a very generic, like town folk number one, just a very generic human who has like no real wealth, no identifying characteristics. 
Like you've seen this person's face a thousand times every day. Um, okay. Hey, uh, well, Steve, Steve, it is right. I think that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that name's taken. Ah, shit. You're right. I don't want to insult your magic demon horse. Uh, how about Dave? Dave. Right. What a Steve's. Who's um, Dave? Alan. As, um, so as you all are kind of heading out of, uh, so I assume that you, you did this transformation kind of as you were leaving, uh, Luther's, but as you all are walking out of the door, uh, you actually come, uh, face to face with a, someone you haven't met before, um, seems like a half elven, uh, like slight elven features to her kind of, uh, like shoulder length blonde, like white blonde hair. Um, and she's wearing a maroon, uh, basically like a maroon, I guess robes, like more like flowing robes that are, uh, the color that you would see of someone that were like, that is part of the empire. Um, and then on her chest, uh, kind of on the front of the robes is emblazoned with the symbol of the empire, which I don't actually think we've talked about before. Um, it's dragon heads, uh, that are actually like at the open mouth, the dragon has the other head coming out of it and it's going in like a circle. Um, and one of them is black. One of them is gold. One of them is bronze and one of them is silver. And they're actually embellished with these threads, uh, on the front of these robes. Uh, and kind of as you're walking uh, out, and she kind of like is looking down at the busted out front door and goes, well, looks like we have a little bit of a mess here. Who got, who, who got frustrated? Uh, 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 Dave, Dave, it was Dave. Dave. Oh, it's, um, it's wonderful, wonderful to meet you. Uh, my name is Captain Carlson. I believe you knew uh, Constable Hunter. He's gone south, uh, had some things to handle at the Capitol. And uh, I'm going to be taking over. Figured I would come check in. It seems like there's been a little bit of, uh, I don't know, some sort of some sort of kerfuffle maybe over here. Well, well pleasure to meet you, uh, Captain. Uh, my name is Cosmo. This is uh, Rangrim. And then... It, this is Dave. I swear we didn't see. Well, any this is Dave. Uh, did, yeah, uh, I got that. Dave. Dave. Nice did, to meet uh, you. Did the Cosmo, Rancrim, and Dave. Did the constable like a... uh, bring you up to speed on uh, me and the me and my crew? Yes, uh, I am. I am familiar with. Uh, you seem to all be uh, well known here in this uh, this little town, though. Um, yeah. Do you so know I, about I... me? <laughs> no, Dave. You actually have uh, flown underneath my radar. Um, I, I will admit, though, that I've had a lot to deal with. Up, uh, I actually was transferred down here from uh, from kind of more the battle line, so I've been uh, kind of a little bit preoccupied. But yes, I am familiar. Uh, Cosmo Stoneheart, I believe you um, you are actually, I've, as far as I know, uh, running uh, from afar. The uh, well, the currently out of commission mine here in town, but either way, I'm sure it'll be back up and running sometime soon. Uh, Rangrim Darkforge, I know that you uh, work with Madge over at the Iron Woman, making some just wonderful works over there. I, I got a little chance to talk with Madge. She's wonderful. Uh, and, and then I'm a constable, and he stands with his hands on his hips, very proud of himself. Constable, huh? Let's, uh, I, that's so weird. I don't think I've ever heard of you. Make me a deception check, Rangrim. 19. I don't think I have a bonus to that, but we're going to check. She... I have a plus two, so 21. <laughs> oh, God. Um, she, like, she sees the uh, kind of 
the symbol that Constable uh, Hunter put, like, gave you, and it's kind of, like, on your chest, and she's like, that is, that is very interesting. Seems to me, I don't know if this is official, uh, you know, I, you know, I won't, I'm not going to go tell the Emperor about it, but um, seems like he, you know, put a lot of faith in you to give you that. Sure did. So, like, it's official, and I bust out the scroll. <laughs> what? <laughs> but like super fast, like you know, when like a cop, like in a co- like cop movies, when they flash a fake badge. Yeah. Oh, oh, like that what? was that was pretty quick. Um, I'll just you know what, I'll just take your word for it. Uh, and now, Dave, um, what uh, what are what brings you to town? Are you do you live here? Or are you local? Yeah, Dave. Just what, what is it through. about? I was just passing through. These guys just brought me in. It's real kind. I, uh, I, I did hear, um, I did hear you traveled with an elven companion, uh, a, a Glen Yaris, I believe. Is he, uh, is, I hope he has nothing, uh, no harm has befallen him on your recent, I know you just recently got back into town. But yeah, I think he was, uh, headed over to, uh, the Tinker Shop. Uh, what's the, oh, yes. what's, what's the place? Uh, Crackle Pops, I believe. Crack- right, yes, Pops. That's the Pops. Interesting. Just a curious place. Right. I really and- wanted to go buy more of that stew from your mum because we, he likes dwarven food so much. It's his favorite thing and he wants everyone to know it. Right. That, it could have been that. It- <laughs> or uh, maybe he was just really craving one of his fancy drinks. Maybe he went for oh. a morning uh, beverage. That drunk. Um. Well, I mean, if you don't mind, um, do you... I'm just gonna, and she's kind of like pushing past. She's kind of just like stepping to the side of you all, and kind of like peeking her head inside the building. Oh, right. Goes, yep. Sure. Oh, Come on in. Oh, it's, it's, this is um, this is quite a lovely establishment. She's kind of just like she's not she's not asking for permission. She's just kind of walking past you all, and is kind of like peeking and now walking around in the place, picking up things off the table that are kind of like broken, and like looking inside the chest as she's walking like along the the long center table inside of Luther's Legends yeah. and. Well, uh, we we just got back into town. We was coming to check in on Luther, uh, and we found the place kind of like this. Yeah, I heard that there was some uh, some racket over here, and that uh, it seems that uh, the warforged by the name Luther had kind of stormed out of town to the north. Uh, kind of angry, it seemed. Uh, that's that's his mo. He's, he's done it twice since I've known him. So. Uh... I mean, it's hard to it's hard to read facial expressions, but uh, the manner of his leaving didn't seem like uh, you don't normally kick out a door that you are uh, planning to re-enter anytime soon. So, do you? I mean, are you all going to be? Do you operate this establishment in his stead? Uh, I don't operate this establishment. <laughs> don't worry, Dave. I, I'm I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that you have plenty of busy things to be doing. Well, I'm gonna actually head out. I'll I'll meet you guys later. That was great, Dave. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Thanks for saving me. Uh, <laughs> Dave. Uh, well, I wasn't really sure what to do. Uh, I mean, we were kind of helping Luther, kind of, but, I mean, he was, like, supposed to be gone for a day or two. Turned into who knows how long. So we kind of just closed it down and boarded it up before we left. And uh, this is what we found. Well, that's definitely not the best thing to come back to. Uh, like I said, I, I'm still kind of, I've only been down here in town for maybe the last couple of days uh, since Constable Hunter was uh, sent south. And uh, as I said, I've been dealing with all the troubles in the north. And if the rebels keep pushing uh, the emperor as much as they are, they are, uh, things are going to escalate pretty quickly. So I don't know how long I'll be here, but for the time being, uh, you can find me over at the barracks. 
Uh, and yeah, well, if uh, any... you have any anything else I can help with. No, no, I was going to say the same. Anything that uh, I can do to better your stay here in Tintown, please just let me know. Um, any places you'd recommend to go? Uh, I've I've only I've only had uh, you know I've only been eating over the barracks, and there's just not been that that. The food there is limited. Rations are never a good thing to subsist on. Is do there you, anything you would recommend, place to go? Do you like dwarven food? I don't know what that is. Well, it's the food that dwarves eat, but... Uh, obvious. But, I, you know, I just like to state the obvious, but uh, me mom, Amy, she lives just down the way. She loves making food for a new company. She'll make you up quite a feast. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to oppose. Are you sure that that would be okay? I'm sure she wouldn't mind. She loves it ever since, you know, well, whatever. We won't go into that, but, uh, you know, she loves company, I believe. And uh, if not, you can always check out the medic. Yeah, no, I um, I appreciate uh, a nice recommendation. I, I A nice home-cooked meal might be just what the, the doctor ordered. I Like I said, you know, getting... Uh, getting to know uh, what dwarven food is, that would be a nice way to expand the horizons. Um, just send you home with plenty of leftovers. Looking forward to it. Uh, and Rangrim, um, I probably, I, I've been wanting to, uh, I'm curious about, you know, what, you know, what things are being made over the Matic. Maybe that you all, I think that we're going to be kind of growing the, uh, you know, the need for weapons and armor. Maybe we can come up with some sort of arrangement to uh, supply the, uh, you know, the Empire and help the, the war front. So we'll be probably be in touch unless you want me to talk to Madge about that directly. Well, it, it's her forge. I, I couldn't impose. Um, oh, she lets me work for her, but well, I, I won't really tell her what to do. She is big, but she's, she's great, but she's mean. And like, uh, she lets me get away with a lot, but I still don't like telling her what to do. Mate, you probably want to ask her about that because uh, what she, she one time punched Dave in the face so hard was that what happened he was he was atrocious i'm sorry that was one what happened so hideous yeah oh dang that's that's a real shame i she was so sweet when i talked to her but either way i'll I'll just come by when you're both there uh and maybe we can come up with some sort of a deal i know that the uh uh, myself i don't use weapons i'm more of the arcane uh when it comes to my arts but i'm sure that the uh they're going to be needing more arms uh if things continue to escalate Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'll be seeing you around, and kind of without any kind of uh, proper leaving or uh, goodbye, she just kind of uh, gives you a double hand uh, kind of wave and just walks out the front door. So as she as she walks out, Dave is like right there, ready. And as she oh God, Dave! Goes, yeah, shh, shh. Keep, keep your voice down. I need to tell you something. <laughs> and I pull her off to the side. Looking okay. like dead in the eyes, super intense. Don't trust the dwarves. And I turn away and run. All right. Can you make me a wisdom saving throw? Uh, oh, saving throw? <laughs> Plus zero, but I rolled a 17. Okay. So uh, she, you you feel that you get hit in the back with a, uh, with a spell, and you kind of slow your movement for like a second. And then you're able to just like work through it. Um, and I want you to make a – are you trying to hide? quickly after that or are you just kind of continuing to run straight in the open well no i would not be running in the open like it's luther's legend right so there's all sorts of like alleyways and whatnot yeah. that they can turn yeah. down yeah it would definitely be turning down in the second line of sight roll me a broken. stealth check stealth check yep 
Happily. Uh, damn, 16. Uh, okay, so you're able to uh, break out of whole person. Uh, you're able to kind of like get past it and then dodge to the side. Um, and she's like, ah, oh, dang. Well, I guess I'll be uh, keeping an eye out for Dave. That was weird. And then she just kind of continues uh, walking and she's kind of like um, just making a light in her hand and just kind of like moving it and play, like moving it from finger to finger as she's just kind of like messing around with her own magic. Um, but yeah, she goes and kind of walks away. Uh, if anyone's watching, she's kind of walks all around along kind of over towards the mattock uh, and over back towards the barracks. Mm. Uh, and then Dave um, definitely actually does go to Pops. <laughs> That's where I wanted to go. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. So uh, where do, I know that uh, I believe uh, Cosmo Rangram, you, you wanted to go to uh, Madges, right? Right. Okay. Um, was... We will do, uh, we'll do Pops first and then we'll do matches um yeah so uh you uh glenn you head over to pops um which is still there uh it mm. seems like there's still a lot going on there um it's slowed a little bit uh, as if kind of like the need for haste or whatever was being made or prepared is is done it just kind of at its level normal level of kind of uh smoke and noises and little tinks and and gear wearing whirring that's going on there um, when he and... when he was getting ramped up that was because i told him to leave right that wasn't yes okay okay yes um, but yeah, you are able to get to the front door that is all covered in brass gears and, and winding things all exposed. And it just says crackle pops and extremely gaudy lettering on the front. Uh, as Dave, I knock on the door. Uh, hello? Hi, uh, told here to buy some trinkets. Ah, uh, yes. What are you looking for? Trinkets. <laughs> um... I think you have a wrong number. I was sent by Glenn. Uh, oh, um. Okay, what's his last name? Oh, man. I, so many letters. Starts with like an E, I think. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, if you want to, um, I don't know. I don't think I should let you in. Uh, he told me to tell you about his earwig. Little, little cricket. Oh, oh, nothing's happened to it, has it? Uh, that's why he sent me here, and I hold up, like, the earwig, but I, like, as I'm holding up, I break one of its legs. Oh, God, oh, no, and you just hear the door, like, like really quickly opens, and then uh, Pops is just sitting there with his uh, giant, bespectacled eyes that are extremely magnified, um, and his strange, like, time phasing uh, that he leaves these, like, after images as he moves. Uh, Dave just, like, holds the hand out with the... Oh god! He like snatches it out and he immediately turns around and like jumps up, like jumps, like run, moves over to a uh, a little chair with a little like desk and just kind of puts it on there and is like has like a multitude of magnifying glasses that are all like and lights that are all around it, little incandescent lights and whatever else. Um, and he's just like, oh my god, what is happening? Oh, how, what what has happened to you? And he's like talking directly to the earwig. What are you doing? Uh, once he turns away, um, I pull the mask, or at least I like shift it off to the side so the illusion drops. And I'm there just, like, in the full white robes. I'm starting to, like, look at some of the other things that he's been working on that he's put on the shelves. Um, he, uh, he looks over after, like, staring very intently, uh, super magnified at this earwig and looks over and goes, ah! And then fall, he falls sideways out of the chair on the ground and then is, like, climbing his way back up into the stool. I pick up just something off the shelf and start, like, tinkering with it. Like, you have awful security. You, you always told me that, you know, I would be safe sharing my information with you. And I start, like, fixing some small little doohickey that i find nice um did, did you 
This looks like you broke it on purpose, Glenn. Did... I mean, I had to test you. you. You told me security was important. You'd be safe. But, I mean, all I had to do was break this little thing's leg, and you just let me right there, in. There are, like, 45 different different mechanisms in here. And he's, like, messing around with it, like, poking at these little things and, like, soldering little things back together. He's like... You're, you're being dramatic. I counted. It's 38. It's it's not 45. Come on. And he, he kind of, like, looks looks at you and just kind of, like, glares for a second and then uh, and then just kind of laughs and then is continuing to fix English. Well, I got it back together. What, 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 what's going on? I, are, you're back. Uh, seems like you're back now from your thing. How, how was it? You've been gone for a while. I just take it with like Mei Chan that I like float it back to my ear. Like, uh, yeah, I came to, came back to town. We ran into some depths, some, uh, some Evan depths up at, up top. I'm sure you heard about them. The little, little slave joint that they had up there. We, I think collapsed it from the inside. There was a giant space where it was, I don't actually know what I saw, but it was pretty great. And I'm just like picking up the next thing and start tinkering with it. I mean, yeah, that's that's great. It, it sounds like um, you know any any new way for you know them to be able to get more ore into town is going to be useful. They're they're really they're really starting to struggle a little bit. I, I know that there's been a lot of traders that have been you know kind of taking Tin Town off of its off of its trade route. So um, yeah, hopefully hopefully there's you know some useful stuff in there. That'd be great. Yeah, but I actually mean to ask you why you. Why are you still here after our last conversation? I figured you might be starting to shove off, but it seems like you're well, you're nice and nestled okay. in again. It, it's so okay. Moving is hard. One thing I don't like packing, and then also, it's been fine. It's been everything's been normal. I I, I don't really know. I I think that you know it if I've been you know been using my little thing. I've been watching out the top. I've been letting anyone in except for people who really are really good at tricking me. And I I don't know. I mean, for the time being, it's seems fine if quiet if anything but that's no no big problem but i will say i have taken your warning to heart and if you know the hammer falls i'm i'll be ready all right well i'm, I'm just hoping when the hammer falls it's not on you but uh definitely shoot me a message when you end up up and leaving because i imagine we might be gone for a little bit and we're not going to know to come back unless we hear from you I have been working on uh, ways to send messages through the the earwig. Right right now, I probably uh, it's about, it's all a range issue. I, I just don't know. You could easily get out of range, but right now, I could probably send you a message across you know across the town. But uh, getting that range longer is is going to be uh, trying to magically enhance that, and that's going to take a little bit of time. But um, I am working on it, so you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like every time you come back from one of your uh, your cool little adventures, you bring something fun to look at. Do you have anything I can? I can, you know, anything new I can take a look at? Uh, yeah, it's actually a, a great segue. I've got all sorts of things we've been collecting. Um, He's, like, rubbing his hands together and, like, kind of, like, like jumping up and down uh, and, like, making that after image kind of move up and down, which is kind of nauseating. I show him, like, the, the nightcaps. I'm like, and these, we had our donkeys walk through them, and they took one bite, and they were out in two seconds flat. These will these will put you to sleep. I, I don't want you to have these. And then I pull out the the rock mushrooms that were in the Ebon Depths. And oh I like, wow! And just regale like the entire Ebon Depths story. I regale the story of the three brothers and like just the anguish and pain of the scenario. I'll be using like minor illusion here and there to make like little like make like the the dragon statue and like just basically tell them all about it ops has made you tea in the meantime uh with like a a nice little like mechanical uh tea tea making set that he has built into like part of the wall 
this is, this is not. Can you install one of these into like a cart? I feel like we could use something yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I'd probably do something like that. I'll have to talk to Rangram about it. He might get a little sensitive when people start making changes to his carts. And then I also found a couple things that I would love for you to take a look at because it's, it's well outside my expertise and not something that uh, I think I should tinker with lightly. Uh, but first, I did lift this and I pull out the item that I took from the dwarf, the old dwarf man that I <laughs> robbed as he was leaving. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, right, yeah. One of the uh, of the three uh, Moradin worshipping dwarves that you uh, met on your travels uh, that were he- heading back south after uh, basically traveling uh, craftsman dwarves. Um, I, don't, I don't remember specifically who I stole that from. Of the yeah, because it was, it was a, one of the men, but I couldn't remember who it came from. It's Harik. That's his name. It was Harik. Okay. Yeah. So it was it, okay. Got it. Um, but yeah, so the item that you stole from Harik was actually a small chisel, like a pretty small chisel uh, that is like kind of intricately carved. Uh, it's but it's it's got like this. It's all steel and iron with this like gold inlay um, that has the symbol of like uh, some sort of probably uh, coat of arms or dwarven family on it. I hand that over to him, saying, I, I don't know too much about this. There's definitely uh, an energy coming off of an aura of some kind, but uh, I don't know. Might be something you want to take a look at. Oh, this is um, this is interesting. This is this is well done um, for, for being so, you know, for like a smaller and being like a, a tool that you would use. Like usually they would be more rudimentary in, you know, because you'd just be hitting with a hammer, but if it's magical, then that might actually protect it from, you know, the strikes and hammer blows. And so he's, he's looking at it and he's, he's kind of like doing his little uh, investigation on it. Um, so he, he messes around with it for a little bit and he's like, wow, this is, um, this is really cool. There's like an aura on this of someone who, I don't know if this makes sense, but like an aura of, of sadness almost like someone was, the person who made this, there, there's like a, a desire for companionship that's, that's built into this, imbued into this. And, and what this thing can do is um, if you carve something with this, it has the ability to animate it and like basically create a little buddy out of stone. If you, if you are able to, if you have the ability to carve with, with stone, it, this, this will obviously let you be a little bit better at stone carving, but it also will like create you a little you know stone companion that you know will be around for a little bit but it basically makes a little mini elemental huh. i'll be damned old old man had some tricks okay and the other one i uh there's necessarily an item but just some text we uh those brothers i told you about they were they were messing with people's bodies their souls their minds it was it was some dark dark work but uh I think buried within that that evil, there was a lot to be learned. Um, and this is just well past my knowledge base of the tinkering and the, the arcane. But do you mind taking a look at this? And I hand him over Doc's notes. Oh, okay, cool. The uh, like the notes that go over the uh, kind of the research and the development of the uh, iron golem body for Alton and also like the brain, brain jar preserving. connection. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that connection there, which is like, it's that mixture of like, uh, you know, uh, the, the magic with the mechanical uh, and the, and the necromancy side was the side that you were having a little bit more trouble on. Um, yeah. So uh, pops, pops takes a look at this. I mean, some of this makes sense to me, but um, there's a lot here that 
I, I don't know if I'm the best person to, I mean, I could, I could build, uh, you know, an iron golem, maybe not this exact same way. I, when it comes to iron golems, everyone kind of builds them their own, their own special way. I mean, I have a little, and he like pulls a little like small mechanical man that has like these tiny little gears and whatnot that like walks and it kind of like walks across the, the, the desktop like this swinging its arms. Um, and then just kind of like stops and like waves up at you. And then just kind of sits on the edge and kicks its its feet on the edge of the uh, the little table. Um, I like that, that it's when, small, but it's like not that small compared to <laughs> like it's yeah. like still almost like True. might be close. Yeah, it's like six inches tall or something yeah. like that. Um, it, but when it comes to uh, this, it looks like powerful necromancy and maybe some other uh, you know, some conjuration maybe that's that's built in here as well. And a lot of this is like almost divine in in nature like this is like cleric-esque magic kind of thing but like on the level of this isn't like all arcane this is also divine it's a mixture of the two and that's that's something that's very i don't think i've seen before um but yeah you might you might want to i know that you are are learned in the arcane arts i know that you're always trying to learn more but I don't know. This is a pretty dark path uh, to walk down. I, I don't know if this is something that, that you're going to want to do, but um, I mean, if you find someone who's, who's learned in the, uh, the arcane uh, nature of, you know, death and the, the necromantic arts, they, they might be able to help you a little bit more. But um, well, from what I'm seeing here, this looks like someone was able to bind a living essence, an organic essence to a mechanical body and uh you know allow them to have control somehow and that is that's impressive magic that's something that you know even with the warforges they are there's a the soul using the soul gems and in, in the way that they're powered it's very different there's it's not a physical organic form that's being tied to a actual like mechanical body it's it's just the soul powering a mechanical body uh, which is a little bit different well i'm uh wiser just for having this conversation with you so I, I thank you uh, I guess I'll be looking out for some divine wizards with a, a death complex uh, before I head out of here I mean I know it's been quiet here traders aren't coming through anymore do you have a do you have any errands that you need run while I'm out and about or do you have anything fun you made lately that might be able to help the guys and I on our, our travels our adventures I mean this earwig's a hell of a gift uh, I, I mean, I haven't really made anything that I think would be, I've been really occupied with trying to, you know, make sure that I'm ready to leave at a, you know, if, if things break bad here, but so, but I haven't really made anything uh, in particular since the earwig, but um, I can definitely, you know, if there's anything in particular that you're looking for, you know, things I can help with, uh, things that you feel like you're lacking and I can, I can do my best to, you know, try to develop something. No, I, uh, I don't have any particular immediate needs, you know, anything that might help with some comprehension in the future, but. Uh, it's less less tool based out there, and more about just staying alive. I'm sure, you understand. No, yeah, I, yeah, I totally get it. Um, you were gonna show me. Um, you kind of you kind of uh, uh, juked me a little bit with the uh, those mushrooms, those crystalline ones that are glowing. Where you you said you found those inside the the Ebon Depths? Sure, and I pull them out and kind of like put two of them. Actually, no, I just put the full spread because I, I pick some small and some big yeah. ones. Um, and I just explained how they're growing on the ores of the like the black metal. Um, Do you have any of that ore that you, they were growing out of? Uh, that's that's very strange, and I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Uh, Do you have any of that ore as an example? Uh, I don't personally, but uh, our good friends, you know the the dwarf, not the one that broke the other things, the really crass one. 
he's got some. I could bring him back. That that description that you gave me of the of the ore with it being like black with like a like an opalescent sheen to it, that's something that is I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen it. And if it's what I think it is, then with these if these mushrooms were growing out of that metal, which I suspect to be a metal that is not does not originate from our material plane, our prime material plane, that would mean that these mushrooms may not originate from this prime material plane. It mean mean that they're from somewhere else and that the reason they were able to grow out of that material was because it also was an alien material. Well, again, I really could use something that maybe helps me understand what you're trying to say a little bit clearer, but I can, uh, I'll leave these with you and I like motion towards the mushrooms. Go ahead and experiment with them as you will, but they're, they're dangerous. You touch them barehanded and you might get a shock you're not looking for. Uh, yeah. I'll yeah, go ahead and I, grab, I, grab Rangrim and my friend Cosmo before we head out of town, too. I'm, I'm sure he's got plenty to collect, and, or plenty that he's collected, and he'll be happy to share with you. I would love to be able to tinker around with something like that. I, I, a star medal is, is something that I've never had my hands on before. I'll see what I can do. And I make my way towards the door. Awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, Rangrim and Cosmo, you are making your way over to the Iron Woman. Lynn would um, also be doing that after hearing it as Dave, like knowing that they were going to the Iron Woman, he'd be meeting them thereafter. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you make your way over to the Iron Woman and Madge is actually outside. She's using like the outside forge uh, this morning. It's still like pretty nice and cool outside. Um, and so she's uh, she's out there just kind of hammering away, uh, throwing, uh, you know, throwing things into the forge and then hammering them. Uh, and But she's like, you come up on her and she just like is like tank top and wearing her like smithy garb and then uh, just has these like big thick goggles on that are tinted. Um, and she kind of, as you guys are walking up, she goes, well, hey, it's been a while. Um, I know I talked to you recently, but it's also good to actually see you. So by the way, really cool spell, Rangrim. I don't, you're, you're getting, you're getting pretty strong. Yeah, you like that? Right. Uh, there's, there's a lot of really bad reasons that I can do stuff like that. But we don't have to go into any uh, of that at all. Uh, you remember Cosmo? Uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Ch- Chasmo, right? Right, yes, I'm the I'm one just, that... I'm just uh, kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just pulling a Rangrim on you. But right. yeah, the one that popped the Earl's head and just go... Yeah, that's trust the... me, it's it's a it's an image that I will never forget. Thank me, you very much. Me neither, so welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that pops up in the dreams from time to time. Trust me, I have some of those too. Um, yeah, so um, she kind of just like like looks over at what she was hammering and just kind of goes and just throws it in the, in the quencher, uh, just like a, a bucket of water and goes, um, yeah, what should we, should we finish this? What do you guys, what do you guys want to do? You want to finish this over at the Matic? Do you want to I'd be down to grab a, grab an ale? Well, well for, first, maybe we should go inside and I want to ask you a, a few things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you brought up the, uh, the hand thing, um, the arm, I, I'd be happy to, you know, talk a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, let's go inside. All right. <laughs> walk, 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 walk. Um, yeah, so you go inside. Uh, it's, you know, it's you know, your uh, your bed that you've stayed in many times is kind of in the corner. Your your belongings, uh, I believe you picked up before your before your recent jaunt out of town, which, by the way, I realized we have been gone for 10 episodes from Tin Town. Uh, episode yeah, 19 was when you all left, and then 29 is now that we're back. So um, it's been a minute. So We're not leaving. <laughs> we live here now. Ever. Um, 
yeah, so you go inside, it's the, it's the stifling heat uh, from the forge that's been, uh, you know, burned to life in the morning here. Um, and she just kind of pulls a stool over and uh, sits down on it and goes, yeah, what, I mean, I'd love to hear about your, uh, you know, your, your jaunt up to uh, wherever the hell you were, uh, Evan Depps down south. I, that was a lot of stuff, but yeah, what's on, what's on your mind, Rangram? Well, um, let me just fill you in on a couple things for, uh, first. And I, Glinda Pops, same thing. I kind of retell her the whole uh, story, but I really just make it seem like I did everything. Like Cosmos sitting right there, I killed everybody. I found all this stuff. I let Glenn have these books. Because I didn't <laughs> um, and uh, but um, I also found uh, this, and I pull out one of the ingots of the dark steel and put it on her table. She is like immediately uh, blown away, and she's like, "What the?" That's and she's like looking at it and like looking at it in the light, um, and like seeing that like multicolored sheen off of the the like the uh, the black steel, mm-hmm. and it's just like, this is, holy shit, Rangram. Uh, I've heard of this, but I've never seen it in person. Tintown uh, pulling out of there. Tintown might start mining it. Where this is? You you said you pulled this out of the Evan Depths. This is the. That this is okay, and she like puts it down, and she's like, she, you can tell like her eye is drawn to it constantly as she's talking to you. She's also like consistently looking back and forth between it. Like this is something that she is absolutely wants to. As someone who's been forging her entire life, she wants to get to messing around with this metal like more than anything. Um, and uh, so, okay, so let me get this straight. This this is like in the walls, just inside the M depths. The the only way I can see this getting down there would be, I don't even know. This doesn't. I've never even seen something like this. Well, there was some spooky shit going Re- on down there. Really spooky. <laughs> I mean, it is a volcano. I'm just trying to think this through. I don't know how long it's been down there. I I don't think that this is something that can just be like, they, someone put it down there. If it's a vein running through the wall, like you said, and it, that has to be something that, you know, I don't know how long it's been down there. It could have been there... It could have, whatever, whatever put it down there, whatever, however long it's been there, this thing has imbued itself into the rock down below the Ebon Ridge. Who knows how, how much is down there, but this stuff is worth thousands. Like this thing alone, this is like a thousand gold. Like this is, this is a stupid amount of money. If you have access to more of this, this town is going to be fucking rich. That's kind of what we was uh, hoping with Cosmo. We got sent some. There was this whole thing with the lava and all the, all the, the big uh, spooky worm thing, but we sent a very, very brave old tiny little man down there to make sure everything was good for us. Right. And uh, we might go back for, uh, eventually to, to do that. Uh, I mean, it may become a mine of tin towns, but uh, we'll see. It's a very uh, hostile place. It was. But, yeah, uh, I, I mean, you know, dude, if we if we have access to this, we could be the only, we could be the 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 star metal, uh, dark steel like manufacturing, the only ones offering this in all of Sakal. This is like talk about. It. Although I, oh man, I, I could create some problems because uh, seems like the empire is looking for a lot of uh, 
Uh, a lot of stuff recently. I, I assume you met the new, the new, uh, our new captain that we just recently acquired here in town. Uh, uh-huh. Seems to be a little bit more meddlesome than than the constable was. But she's still on our side, and uh, it's still my town. Uh, but I I haven't quite decided how I feel about the empire yet. Uh, but I have been thinking of that. Giving access to Tin Town means giving access to the empire. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think they're going to take that uh, that option out of your hands as soon as uh, they find out. I mean, your it might be your town, but your town exists inside the empire, which means that it's technically your town is also their town. They don't meddle a lot in uh, our affairs here in this town, just because we haven't had much to offer in the past. Uh, you know, we kind of just exist and manufacture what we do, and you know, we just kind of subsist on our own. But if we start doing something like that. That could bring a little bit more attention our way. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's better. DC alternative. I mean, you're going to have a, a bunch of high value ore coming through this town, but just something to think about. Well, it's uh, I'm thinking a lot about it, but uh, want to make the best decision for all of the people involved. But that's uh, a good way to make plans, I think. But uh, obviously, you bring the bad in with the good. Well. Uh, so I think that we might be keeping this under our hats, uh, so to speak, for a little bit. How much do you have, Rangrim? Uh, that's it. Just that one. Do a deception check. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> she rolled a six. <laughs> um, she's like, she's just, her eyes are constantly being pulled to the metal. Um, and she's just like, she's not looking you in the eyes when you say it. So you're able to pull off the lie. She's like, Oh, that's a, that's a shame. I, man, you can, I mean, maybe you can make like a cool dagger out of this or something, but this is, I mean, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to make you an, like make an arm out of it. I'll tell you that for sure. But um, yeah. Um, anyway, getting back to that, you were, you were wondering about, uh, you know, my arm here. Yeah. I know you, um, you have, you fix Luther a lot. And I mean, you got that, but you got, you got a thing going on with your arm and, it's like his and uh how'd you do that yeah yeah no it's it's pretty cool and she's kind of like flexing it um and doing moving it around and it's just like the way that it's designed is like this uh sliding plate sliding plates like small um i guess think like uh think like colossus like his arm the way that that's that's designed so it's like sliding plates it's clean it's not like exposed mechanics or anything like that um and it's just like this kind of steel metal uh like darker steel color um yeah, so I got good news and bad news. I one thing I didn't make this. This is not me. Um, like I said, I was. Uh, we talked a little bit about this up at the Matic before, but I, I was raised and trained over in Nuarda um, at Goldengram, the uh, the dwarven city of Goldengram, which is uh, half kind of half dwarves, half warforged, and the technology there is beyond anything we have on this continent. But I, they found me. I was, you know, I was, I was half dead, uh, had, you know, they, and I was taken into the city, uh, and they, the Warforges there, uh, developed this for me to, uh, you know, and then trained me in the, in the art of smithing, but I, I don't really, I can work on it. I don't know the magic that actually binds it to you to make it, you know, part of you. Um, and when it comes to Luther, that's not necessary. I, I don't have to actually, it's just, it's mechanical. I can, I understand mechanics and how to make things and remake things, but I, I, I hate to ask Rangrim, but is there a reason why you're, you're looking for 
you know, a replacement. I see you have both arms and legs and stuff like that currently, but is there a reason you're looking for something like this? Um, I was just curious. Uh, I cut some guy's arm off that was but, trying to make us not go to this the place one time. Midge, and I felt kind of bad. Midge, if yeah. uh, if I could handle what's up, Chasmo? If I if so, you're saying? So I didn't mean to cut you off, Rangrim, but uh, if if you could handle the mechanical stuff, you could build a hand. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I I could I could build a I could build a hand. Um, it's gonna be a hand, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I understand. Uh, you know, I've taken Luther, I put him back together enough times that I know how to make it. Um, we would probably need you know something that is of high enough quality. Uh, like you know, you guys, you all had to find Mithril to be able to replace Luther's knee, um, which. By the way, uh, that that happened. It was successful uh, while you all were gone. When he came back to town, I made it, and uh, it fit like a glove when he when he came back into town. Um, so he's uh, I don't know where the hell he is now. Uh, seems seems like something happened that pissed him off. But wherever he's at, he has a shiny new knee. Um, so good for him. I'm sure I'll get to fix him again when he comes back. So we'll get some more mithril ready. But um, right on right on cue, Glenn walks in. <laughs> just like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what went wrong. And Glenn walks in. Hey everybody. <laughs> Uh, so uh, is mithril the only material you can use? Let, let's say any points over to the bar. So I, I've been seeing that you really like this uh, material. Did you build one out of that? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, you just can't do it out of iron and regular steel and things like that because they just can't hold up to the, the you know, they can't channel the, what you need is something that can channel arcane energy, which is running through it. So like the, the Warforges, they have a core that is this powering their, their, their whole armor. Same with this arm. It's, it's being, I, like I said, I don't know how it's tied to me, but it's being powered off my life energy. So uh, you need something that can channel arcane uh, power. But uh, I mean, I think that, you know, this in itself, like this is, this has arcane power built into it. Anything you make with this metal from what I've heard, will have magic already viewed into it. All right. How many, let's say Tin Town is, or maybe me or Red Grim or whatever, are able to get you enough material to make you a hand. How many bars do you think you need? Of this size? Uh, uh, maybe two or three. Uh, you know, there's a lot of small pieces in there, but um, yeah, two or three probably would be would be plenty to get this to get this going um it's gonna take some time i'm, I'm gonna I, I haven't actually built a whole hand from scratch before but i know i could do it i understand how the mechanics of a warforged go together but um i mean if it's just a hand from the wrist down that's that shouldn't be too pro- too much of a, an issue i could get that thing knocked out in maybe a week or so uh, okay it couldn't uh, be more unreliable than your current hand right and i like nudge rangrim oh, it's, not- it's fine <laughs> Did it's you do something to your hand, Rangrim? Oh yeah, I, um, when I cut that other guy's arm off, I, f- I fell when I sprained my thumb. Oh, you that's did? yeah. And now my hand only does this, and I'm looking to act <laughs> uh, uh Yeah, Madge absolutely loves that. It's cracking up. Well, Madge, I do have to apologize to you because um, I don't really know how to say this. I'm sorry, I guess. And he pulls up the other two bars of the dark steel. <laughs> Dude, I, she's just like, she's just kind of like shaking her head and kind of laughing. And she's like, I should have, I should have known. I, I just, yeah. Anyway. Um, so you have three bars of the dark steel then. Yep. 
So hmm. we need three of them, two to three of them to, you know, make this hand that you mysteriously want. Um, maybe so that I don't ask too many more questions. If a fourth bar that I could just like make something cool out of or to just like magically appear, um, you know, that might just like motivate me to get things done a little bit quicker and maybe just to stop asking questions about why you want me to make a replacement hand when you happen to have two. Um, here's the thing. I only have the three, but I have this thing and this is cool when I pull out the bolinaire that I made out of the handcuffs and that chronic <laughs> damage rocks. Like you can swing it, you can throw it at people. You like doing that. And oh, oh we found those down there too. They were grown out of the docks too. Persuasion check. <laughs> as as he's holding it and whipping it around, I cast minor illusion to be like, ah! like really like <laughs> energy behind it. Cool. That is a six. Okay, uh, because of his because of his uh, light show, you get a per- uh, per- uh, advantage. Advantage, yes. <laughs> Shout out to the light show. Yes, that's a fifteen. Okay, um, let me see. Yeah, she rolled absolute junk. Um, uh, she's like, roll. she's completely like just like uh, taken uh, taken aback by the like, wow, that's she like completely forgets what she was trying to uh, get you to do and is like looking at. It. She's like, and she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, all right. Fine, fine, fine. Um, maybe I'll have like half a bar left to work with or something. I, honestly, I'm just excited to work with this stuff. I, I've literally never, I've heard of it, but it's it's not been something I've ever messed with in person. So this is this is rad. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with these, but they're cool. And she just kind of like hangs them over the uh, like a hook on the wall. Oh. Um, they're glowing. Like at the very least, it's like a nightlight thing. This is kind of cool. And she like pokes it, and she's like, off. Oh, okay, you you're right. Don't touch it. And it um, kind of glows, glows more as she touched it. Uh, I mean, just because you've been like real not nice to me and all, I, I forgot. And Rangram reaches into his pocket and does hand her the fourth bar. Because <laughs> I did, I thought I only had three, but I just checked my notes and I had four. And uh, you have like t- 18, eighteen pizza like yep. spikes too. Of the pythons, yeah. Okay, I was like, I was like, I had in my head like nine. I had nine yes. bars in my head. Now he had four bars and he had like eighteen pipes. Well, the, uh, the yeah, the bars are like the thick, right. chunks, right? right. The, the pipes yeah. are like they're spikes like, and they're like this big. Yeah. Right. And Madge goes, well, I I appreciate. Um, I feel like I should just like keep guilting you, Rangram, and like more bars are just gonna come popping out of your ass or something. No, that would be cool. I wish um there was that. And he, um, wait, hold on a minute. That would hurt a lot. And he reaches into his back pocket, and he pulls out. I'm just looking at my. It's a one day. It's a ration. It's a one day's ration that's still on my character sheet. And it's probably <laughs> spoiled and gross. Like, oh, um, you don't want that. I cast minor illusion again, and I do the same effect. No, uh, we don't need that. And I'm just, I just. <laughs> oh God! Look at the smell waves coming off that thing. <laughs> the smell waves. <laughs> um, oh gee. No, I'm gonna make something cool out of this. Um, and honestly, it'll. I'm gonna. Yeah. Usually, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna take as good care as i possibly can to make sure that i don't lose any or you know make any of this material not work so um no this is rad uh really really cool and i will get working on that hand uh and whatever you foul purposes that you need it for rangram i'm not gonna ask you more questions but knew i could always count on you uh sorry I, i don't think i was in the room but uh dave right (laughs) <laughs> ah, I'm mad you kill me uh, did we ever bring up per- the proverbial elephant in the room um, 
Just the tr just the trunk, really. Luther had oh, freaked yeah. out a little bit. What what happened to Luther? We forgot all about I don't him. I don't know. Um, I just I heard a bunch of racket coming from over there uh, after he basically right after he got his knee replaced, and then he walked over there and heard a bunch of crap going on, and then I saw him kick the front door out, and he just basically stormed out of town, going north. I don't know what else. Um, I don't. I. I didn't really feel like poking around in there. It's his business, your business. I don't, I don't, it's not mine. So I don't know you, what's going on. Uh, you, uh, insight check. Say? Yeah, go for it. While he's inciting. Uh, did you hear him say anything in particular while he was yelling about and causing all that destruction? Well, Normally when I'm mad, I like to, you know, curse him myself. I was curious if you heard any identifying. I mean, no, he was definitely cursing, uh, saying, you know, I pretty I heard him say pretty much every explicit word you can possibly imagine. Uh, some of which uh, I don't even say on a regular basis. Uh, seemed like he was pretty pretty pissed about something, um, but uh, I didn't. He's a pretty he's a pretty quiet person generally. Uh, so to see that much uh, emotion, I guess, come out of him, uh, that's you know that's that's something I haven't seen before. Uh, something got him quite riled. Thank you, Madge. As always, I I got a twelve. On my inside check. Uh, yeah, I mean, she seems like she's on the up and up. Seems like she doesn't like prying in other people's business. That's and right. I think Rangram would know that too. Yeah. Well, um, I'll take you in for like, just, you know, use all that that you want and you can make it as big as you want. Um, well, as far as like maybe like a hand just to the wrist, it could go up the arm a bit. I haven't decided where I'm going to cut. I haven't decided what I'm, who I'm going to give it to yet. So uh, she looks, she looks like she like legitimately a has arm. a point of concern. Like she, she kind of looks at you like, like that. She caught exactly where you're going with that, and that definitely concerned her. Like a look of like, generally, uh, Madge is a pretty like nonchalant kind of like joking around person uh not very not getting very uh emotional or showing much emotion uh or care towards other people uh but that is like you definitely see a flash of like concern wash over her face when you see but, that uh seeing that cosmo just steps in and he's just like whatever you're feeling right now i assure you we mean in good intentions and he's gonna like persuade her of this Okay. If she scans the room, she just sees Glenn going like this. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a disadvantage on that persuasion check, Cosmo. Because of Glenn or not because of Glenn? <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll just leave that up to ambiguity. <laughs> Perfect. Let's let chat decide. <laughs> okay, let's see. Bring up my persuasion, okay? Ooh. You love to love the persuasion. My, I assure you, it's a 17. Okay. Oh, wow. I have a plus, uh, I have a plus seven to persuasion, so. <laughs> wow. So, so she, um, she looking straight at Rangrim, uh, and just goes, well, I, whatever you want to do, uh, I'll make sure that the hand is, is ready for you, and hopefully it, matches up with whatever, you know, your needs happen to be. But I will say that if I may not know how to attach this, you know, and make this work the same way that my arm does, but I, there are people that do. Um, I've heard that I've, I've just kind of heard that 
there is someone over at the Dusk Forge uh, in the West that I, I've heard that there's someone over there that came over from Nuarta and, and knows how to work on Warforges, how to build Warforges. And whoever that is would know how to do that magic and how to cast the spell that would be able to bind it to your life energies. But I, I just said, this is just something I've heard. But if, if you are in dire need, if this is something that is unavoidable, then maybe that's something to look into. Just check out the Dusk Forge, see if it's, you know, see if the rumors are true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It would definitely help that fellow who um, need, needs it. Not, not me, the other guy. Um, and I'm very appreciative. He would do that for me, uh, Madge. She, uh, she puts her, using the, like the metal hand, like she puts it on your shoulder and goes, just, just be careful. Always am. Flynn um, shoots a concerned look at Madge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly to the guys, he goes, so, uh, yeah, it's fancy to drink. And she, Cosmo, yeah, she's, have you seen your mom yet? No, I haven't been to my mom's, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's there. I want, I want to, yes. I, I I can't come to town. I, if if mom finds out I come to town and I had didn't stop by, she would. Likely. She'll he be may extra. not have been there yet, but I've definitely been over to his mom's, and he's she's like nudging ah, the angry. <laughs> you see, you get it. You did you did you go over and have your beard uh, trimmed too? Wow! Oh oh! oh. A, I, Excuse me. I don't um, even beard. This is a. Uh, uh, orc women do not grow facial hair uh, like your uh, like your uh, savage races. So I I think that you know this is all natural. I no needing for braiding or shearing of any kind. But it's fine. It, Amy takes care of all beards, so it's fine. Ramgrim, do you mind if I beat your friend up real quick? Not at all. <laughs> she's just like laughing at that. Um, she does not beat. She does not beat Cosmo up, but she's just like laughing. But I, I mean, I mean, no offense, Cosmo. I think I think the fence was had, and I like grab him by the collar and just kind of like start leading him out the door. Mads always great, and like I'm having complice flashbacks right now. Just mage mage hand wave in the door <laughs> as it closes. Um, oh god, she's uh. So Rangram, are we getting a are we getting a drink or what? They we don't. We can bring these guys along too if you want to. I mean, I was gonna go to the medic. I mean, we just got to town, but I was already at Cosmo's mom's house. Uh, and I high five Madge as we walked to the medic. Yeah. Super, super high five, and it just kind of freeze frames. Yeah. And then yeah. you guys are standing. You guys are standing there as Rangram and uh, Madge are just like freeze frame high five, and you guys are still like looking on, like, why are they stopped? <laughs> Should we leave? <laughs> um. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, Madge gets up and kind of like. <laughs> just kind of takes off her her smithy garb and is basically just like a, a tank top and uh, like kind of baggy cargo pants at this point and <laughs> gets up and it's like all right let's go. Or are, are you guys coming? You going to your mom's? Uh, did you go see that um the the guy the, the little one? He moves all weird and stuff. Glenn, you see, you seen him right? Uh, I've seen pops. We'll uh we'll meet you guys at the Matic. I'm gonna send Cosmo on his way and I I gotta make a quick stop before I meet you there. So. Hey, uh, Rain Grim, can I can I ask you a question on the side? Oh, all right, uh, hold that thought, Madge. I'll I'll go save us a table. All right. Uh, Rain Grim, can you you got any more of that dark steel, like the darts? Can I have like a piece? Oh, um, hold on, let me check. I don't see if I have any. And he reaches behind Cosmos here and pulls out one of the. 
<laughs> he turns and like, oh, oh, you had one this whole time. Slide of oh. hand. Yep. <laughs> 13. I do not have a bonus to that. Oh, that's still do really good. Do I have to roll against that? No, I mean, I don't think so, unless you want to roll like, uh, I, I assume that you're pretty like amazed by that, and you don't accidentally cut Cosmo's what, what, ear off, which is what I thought you might accidentally do with what would be <laughs> What would be the roll against it? It'd be a passive perception, or it'd either be your passive perception or like a perception check, right? To see if it, if you catch it. Yeah, yeah I guess it would be, be perception. A perce be perception. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, what did you roll? 13. Yeah, Cosmo is just like, <laughs> Red Grim, where did you pull that from? Mm -hmm. I got many tricks. Right, yes, yes. All right, thanks. Even Glenn's, Glenn's impressed, looks at Rangrim's like, I, I didn't even, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. That one's for you, bud. Uh, right, thanks. Well, uh, I'll meet you at the medics. Uh, I just have to make a quick pit stop. Awesome. Are you, you're going back to your house for a bit? Yeah. Cool, awesome. Uh, is there anything you want to do there in particular, or do you want to just make sure you stop in? I just wanted to make stop a uh, pit stop in um, and just check on her. Proverbially, okay. um, and uh, maybe ration back up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're able to um, you're able to go home, uh, and your mom is obviously extremely happy to see you, asking you about your adventures and whatnot. So you're able to give her like a, a truncated version of that, or extended one, depending on how much you want. But yeah. she's um, you know she's filling uh, fills you back up with all of your food and rations, and of course is like making sure <laughs> that you're going to come back for dinner and whatnot. Am, am I? Did Glenn? Did you come with me or no? Uh, no, I would have okay. kind of sent you off so you could okay. uh, more like a say hi to Amy for me. Got it. Um, Cosmo would, there. I guess there is actually one question that, that Cosmo would ask. Um, and it would just be more like the, hey there, uh, mom, did, did dad talk a lot about Morden? Uh, he, he did. He talked, I mean, that was his whole life before, uh, you know, the Sundering and when we lived in New Arden, but it was something that. It was a topic that was a little bit of a sore subject after, after of course, you know, what happened. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he, Morden was his life as, you know, as much as I and you were. Right, yes. And, uh, I mean, I was, I know I now wear dead armor and, uh, I've been gifted with these, uh, paladin powers, uh, now. I assume she knows. Like I, yeah, I think that she knows. I don't know if she knows the extent. Uh, right. She knows that you have some abilities um, that you know, are kind of like awakened or whatever that are right. that were within you. Um, that you know, but I, I don't know how much the extent of what she knows. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, and so I just kind of tell her like what happened on the road last night with mm -hmm. the other dwarf, the clerical dwarf, and I just I don't I don't know what to do. And uh, I'm not really sure how to, to feel. Uh, all I really wanted to do was make Dead proud. And uh, now I feel like something else is going on. And I, I don't know what to do. And she, uh, like, she definitely, like, she grabs your hands and kind of, like, sits you down. And so, like, you, and just, like, looks you in the eyes and just, yeah, you... You always make made your your dad proud, and I'm sure if he was here now, he would be he would be telling you that as well. But I I don't I don't know I I've never had uh you know the level of power that 
divine or otherwise that uh, your father and and you seem to have. I, I don't know where, um, you know, when your father lost his powers, it seemed like it was complete. Um, I, I don't know where they could be coming from, but I say that it's it's something that you've been gifted with and the only thing you can do is just continue to use it for the betterment of, you know, good and just, and I, I trust that's what you're doing. Uh, sometimes when it comes to asking questions, you know, maybe it's better left uncovered sometimes. Uh, well, uh, I'm afraid it, it might have to be uncovered and all I want is the best for me friends. And, uh, but, uh, just promise me one thing that no matter what happens, just be, just know that, uh, Whatever's going on, I'll do right by me, but please stay safe. I I don't want the Stoneheart name to be unknown and your life to be at risk. I don't think that you're capable of making the Stoneheart name a uh, uh, a bad thing uh, to bring any kind of shame to our, our family. I think that you'll only be doing good in the world. She kind of like is patting your face um, and like she just kind of like she's very, very proud of Cosmo. Um, and that's very apparent. Um, you know, she may not know about all the head smashing, uh, but so she, uh, she may just know about the one and she may not even know all the gory details that went into that one. Um, but as far as she is concerned, uh, Cosmo is, uh, making her and, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the Sid, uh, your father, uh, very proud. But, uh, well, uh, I don't, I don't think I'll make the Cosmo Stoneheart name bad, but, uh, if, if the Empire finds out that uh, I'm powered or possibly powered by an old god, we may quickly become something that they seek to enough out. And, uh, I don't want you to be in harm's yeah. way. I can see. I can see that that would be. Uh, I know that we had to get rid of all the 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 um, more than you know. I guess, items and kind of keep them hidden when we move to Sakal. Uh, they, they don't seem to be too fond of them here. They don't like to bring the past up. I think it's just whether it's too painful or whether they're just trying to move forward. But uh, yeah, I think that it makes sense. And of course, I, I won't ever, you know, put us at risk unnecessarily. And this will stay between just us, if that's okay with you. Please do. I, I really wanted to share this with you to know that uh, uh, it, I told the dwarf my name. I asked him to keep it secret. But if he betrays that ask, the Stoneheart name be may become a target for the fire. And uh, I don't want it to bring any harm to you. Well, I... I... I promise that I will be as safe as I, as I possibly can. I, I try and, you know, me, I, I, I just go about my, my day to day and it's a small enough town that I think that, you know, enough people here know us and know that if I, I don't think that any harm would befall me without, you know, multiple people standing up to, to try to help, especially with uh, the fact that, you know, we kind of, thanks to you have, you know, the might of the, the, the mine, uh, and then the people therein behind us. So I, I think that I feel like we're, we're safe. I of course won't go spreading anything around unnecessarily, but for the time right. being, I, everything seems fine. But if I appreciate your concern though, if, if anything should before you go, please leave to 
Whitport, seek out Cedric, and he will he will give you hiding. That's that's the idea of moving uh, by myself. I I, I know it, it's hard if but if you just need to up and late, I don't know. Uh, I would hope they, that you'd be here to help like help move. I, I, where where are you gonna be? I don't I don't know where I'll be, Mom. But uh, well, you're staying, right? You're back now. I wish I could say I was, but I don't I don't think I'll be here long. Uh, maybe a few days, a week, maybe. But uh, uh, I I think we have more things to accomplish to the north for Luther. Um, and I have to still find a new mine for the town, and, uh, I, I now, I guess I now have a town to run and seek the best of. I will, I certainly hope to stay, but I don't think it, travel will allow it. And she, like, you can tell she's just, like, she's definitely, like, a little bit frustrated by that. Like, she thought you were staying, and so she's a little bit, like, sad, and not disappointed, she's not disappointed in you, but she's just, like, sad that you're not she thought you were back and we're staying and we're going to like, you know, work in the town. Um, now that you had like found potentially a, a, a source for, uh, you know, right. income for the town mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so she, you know, she, she's kind of like, she, she takes that and that information and she kind of just like busies herself with uh, packing your bag and like cooking and, and stuff like that. And she's, uh, well, I just, I, you give me these warnings that there's something could happen and, and then you just go off and I just, it's, I, I guess if, if something happens, I'll I'll do my best. Do that. I have to find out why this cleric would say I now am imbued with Morden's power. I have to seek him out. I have to find. Why does out. it matter? Why does it even matter, though? Like you have the power. It doesn't matter whether where it came comes from. What? Who cares about this? This, well, this other this other person who said that this is where the power comes from. Before that, you were fine. You were happy. Well, right now, the empire is literally going to war against fight the power to make it disappear and if I have an opportunity to bring that light and Moradin back to Sakaar don't you think I should pursue it? Um, She's kind of like she's busying herself with with packing the stuff and then she kind of stops and she goes I you it's what your father would have done Thanks, Mom. I will. I promise I'll stay here as long for as long as I'm in town. I will be here, but uh, I don't know how long that. Will be. Um, yeah. So she, uh, she just kind of like she just kind of nods her head and is um, just busying herself. Kind of like you can tell, like she's she might be hiding a little bit of uh, maybe a couple tears, but she's uh, she's she's hiding them well and like she's uh, kind of busying herself with cooking and, and, and packing your bag. And, and shortly thereafter, um, she has uh, fully packed your pack back up and uh, is kind of like you are you're ready to go. And then she's like, you know, made a quick like uh, lunch or like late breakfast thing for you to to grub down on before uh, heading on your way. All right. Well, uh, thanks, mom. I'll be back by night. But uh, Lynn and Raingram do send their hellos. Um, as you're as you're uh, like as you're leaving, she just kind of like throws an arm around your your back and just gives you a big hug, um, and then just kind of like hands you your pack. Thanks, mom. So, Glenn and Raingram, you are at the Matic. I actually wanted to make one stop, uh, okay. based off of the answer to this question, which is: is the 
tannery in town where one would buy leather armor? Yes. Okay, I want to go to Winslow's tannery. And I don't know if you want to RP that or if you just want to tell me the price for what I want. But I'm looking for studded leather armor or okay. enhanced studded leather armor. It looks like it's 45 GP for studded leather. Yes. I couldn't find anything with enhanced studded leather. I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, I mean, like, plus one. Plus one. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of, like, RP wise, how I can make that okay. sound less, less I'll mechanic. Say, I'll say that um, the tannery, one. I'll say the tannery here in town is able to make regular studded armor. Okay. Okay. Um, but if you wanted to get enhanced by someone with a little bit more skill, I think that that is an option. Okay. I would like to, for 45 GP, purchase studded leather armor. Uh, awesome. You are able to get over there. You go into uh, Winslow's there. The whole family's uh, there at work. And there's just like a, um, there is a, one of them has like really thick glasses uh, wearing suspenders and just really seems to be making uh, just kind of like, you know, a lot of, did I do that? It's like making oh a lot of God. messing a lot of things up. Um, and, I know who uh, I'm going to kill next. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you're able to get out of there, um, you know, without them, uh, them messing up your stud leather armor and kind of seeing the antics of this uh, really comical family. And um, you, uh, you're walking, uh, you're walking back, and you hear from behind you someone go, "Hey, uh, oh, hey, uh, hey, Glenn, what's up? Wait, uh, what, what? I was just trying to. I just saw you uh, walking around. I was trying to catch your ear." Um, and you see Doss uh, coming walking up from behind you. Doss, I've been looking for you too, man. I've, I've got some ideas. You know what we talked about last time, right? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we totally talked about franchising and all those awesome things. Hey, did you tell a bunch of uh, people and have them build, like, a bunch of carts and start, like, having them expand and, like, maybe needing a bunch of, of you know, supply of DOS dogs? Uh, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Just, like, excited. I've been busy. What have you been doing? <laughs> uh, trying to keep up with supply because uh, they came here uh, looking for supply and I was caught completely unawares and had nowhere near uh, what I needed to be able to give to them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's cool. You, uh, you, you have us, you know, expanded out. Like, that's great. You know, we can, we can get the brand out there. This is awesome. Um, really cool. I don't have any way to get enough meat to supply this. Um, so are you interested in going to the next level of the, Das dog, but and he's like, he's like, come on, come over here, come here. And he's like pulling you off to the side in like an alleyway. He's like, listen, listen, this is like the secret of all secrets. Okay. Are you I, I, and wait, I don't are you are you about to hold on? And I take out a notebook and I like pull out a pencil and I start to get ready for notes. If 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 you hadn't if if the people from Lost Leaf that that little that little village of you know with the refugees that you you founded or whatever is if they hadn't come over here I, this would I wouldn't be in this situation I wouldn't I wouldn't be telling you probably I you know I trust you I trust you but this is like my biggest secret of all time. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna need you to go and source this for me. It's. And he's like, you can see, he's like physically, like, it's like tearing the answers out of him. It is the hardest thing. Um, and uh, so I need you to roll me a uh, persuasion check. Okay. Oh, yeah. This Doss, you, you can tell me. We're, we're partners in this. Oh, shit. Uh, natural 19. Ooh. It's a gentleman's 20. Like a dirty 20, but I want this one to work. All right. I We're think, partners. Think, Come on, you can you can trust me. I'm not gonna. 
as long as we're making money, there's no secret you can tell me that'd be too shocking. Okay. As far as knowing what it, what you know, what it is, what what my secret is, I would rather you find that out on your own. But I'm gonna need you. You're gonna find out because you're gonna have to go get it. And just north of town, uh, just up, in, just go up north, uh, just north of town in the woods. You may have noticed them before when you're on your way out. There's like these smooth trails that kind of run north into the into the. Some are bigger than others. Let's just say this: if you go north of town, whether or not you go out the main way or if you go up some of the side. Uh, little staircases, whatever the case may be. Go north of town, into the woods, not too far, maybe like a couple hours north. You're going to come across these like smooth, slick trails on the ground. And you're going to find some creatures that are green and purple and just need just need about two to three of them probably to, uh, to uh, you know, get enough, uh, you know, DOS dogs for the, you know, the whole, your whole Lost Leaf uh, crew there. Um, seemed like they had like, I don't know, seven, eight carts or something like that built. It's pretty amazing. But how, how big are these creatures if you only need two or three of them? Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you know, one, you know little, eh, they, they vary in size. One thing, one thing. Smaller or bigger than a, a bread box? Oh, I mean, there are ones that are the bread box size, but there are also ones that uh, are, you know, cart sized and and up from there. Um, just there's there's one thing, just one one thing. There's a big one. There's one really, really, really big one. Just stay out of its way. Don't don't hurt it. Um, because if you hurt it, then we lose all of them. Uh, because that's where they come from. So uh, just just try to. Just, just try to get in, get out, and uh, you know, collect a couple, and then uh, you know, maybe a, a cart's worth. Uh, two to three of them should be, of the you know, the medium one should be totally fine. Well, again, you said there's a really big one, but anything that's a really big red one. box, I'm going to be apprehensive of. So, like, how big is? Tell me when to stop. Like, we need we need like three. Uh, yep, yep, about that. That's good. Right. Yeah, about uh, you know, think like uh. Think like a, a cow size or something like that. And how frequently do we need these? Um, to keep I to keep our our friend in the little meadow happy and stocked and keeping the the brand alive. Uh three. I mean, two to three should be fine right now. I'm able to go up there and you know kind of harvest them you know from time to time. Generally, I go after the smaller ones because they're easier. Uh, but you know, for this, we're gonna need some uh, some bigger ones. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it, you know. I should, if you want to bring two carts up there, you probably could get, you know, six in there of the bigger ones and, uh, or the, the medium sized ones. And, uh, that should be good to go. I mean, two carts full would be uh, plenty for, uh, for us and for, uh, for lost leaf. Well, uh, I'll keep, I'll keep that in mind. Do you have a name for these creatures so I can maybe do some research ahead of time? Or we're just going to keep this one close to chest. I, um, I don't really have a name for them. I just like to think of them as, um, uh, you know, profit and, um, yeah. So uh, let's just, um, let's leave a little bit of surprise in the world there. And, uh, I, you'll, uh, you'll find out when you get up there and he's like very shady, like super shady this entire time. Like, like super, like just sweat is like beating down his, his head. He's like, uh, yeah, I don't really want to. So the jovial, right 
like the jovial expression just drops from Glenn's face. He goes, Das, if you're about to send me in to kill something that can kill me, I need to know what am I about to go kill? Uh, it's <sighs> I can't tell you. And then he just locks <laughs> he leaves and locks away. <laughs> and then he just like really quickly like whips out of there. Uh, and he goes and it's like over his shoulders he's walking back to the I have he goes no idea. I'll uh just let me know. Uh let me know if you get it. As he's as he's leaving like what were the colors? I'm gonna get you back for this. Purple and green. Purple, Purple and green. green. Uh so after I've fitted my new leather armor and put it on um i have handed my old leather armor to i don't know one of the refugees that stayed in town and i head over to the matic you head over to the matic uh where i guess you would find um rangrim and madge uh sitting at the table um and madge is uh, i don't think cosmo would be there yet i think you guys you and glenn and cosmo no. would probably be walking over relatively at the same time um and uh, Madge is leaving you alone. She's not bothering you anymore, Ranger, but she definitely has, like, an air of, like, concern. And, like, as you're telling her, like, your story and everything else that's been going on, um, she definitely is. And you guys are, like, small talk. You can tell there's, like, this layer of concern that's over it. I mean, and yeah, his head was a job. Like, when his brain's in it. What? That's... It was... That's crazy. Sometimes, I swear, I... I... I, I trust you, but sometimes the things you say, I'm just like, whoa, that can't be true. But then I'm like, well, Rangram said it, so I guess it has to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't lie, ever. Ever. It's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty, um, but man, you're like, you're like talking about how you, like, you want a hand. If you would just, like, cut that guy's hand off and just, like, brought it, you would have one. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that would have been way easier. Well, like just it thinking been, about it that. Was like, it was like really big. It was like re- real big. Oh, I mean, well, that'd be cool though if you had like one really big strong hand. You could just like smash it down the table and make a point whenever you wanted to say something like this. And she like slams her her fist down the table with like the metal hand, and it like completely dents the table in, like cracks the wood a little bit. And it's like ah, sorry, Tom. Well, now I want one even more because you just made a very good point about making good points. Yeah, I mean, it's really good if you like. And, and like, if you just like really want to make a point, she slams it down again and like it kind of dents the table anymore. She's like, oh, damn it, okay. And she like puts it, she puts it underneath the table and like puts it, between, like sits on her hand. And she's like, all right, okay, I need to stop doing that. Well, I mean, we, yeah, maybe we shouldn't break any more Tom's up uh, things. And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like Eeyore. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of just like uh, walking around, like picking up people's uh, plates and empty uh, flagons and just kind of looking over. And he's like, oh, it'll be, it'll be fine. It's more character. Um, character indeed. <laughs> uh, is there anything you wanted to talk with Madge about before uh, your boys get there? No, not particularly. Okay. Um, yes, so I guess uh, probably... Uh, gl- Cosmo first, and then Glenn would come walking up afterwards. And Cosmo comes in the door, and he's just like, Hey, Tom, let's get some dwarven ale over here. <laughs> oh, right away. Um, I still have your your flagon, I think. Uh, should I bring that over as well? I have, actually, I got this little 
uh, Nitro Keg in. Uh, do you want it? I know you've bought those in the past. Do you want another one? Well, yeah, bring it on over. I'm sure my flagon's all dusty. Just, uh, I'll dust it off. Oh, don't worry. I got it. And he spits in it and just, like, starts, like, wiping <laughs> his hand around on the inside. I, I'm happy to help. And he's, like, using one finger because he's a Goliath and he's really big. Um, and so he's, like, squirting it around the inside. He's, like, good as new. And he brings it over and he, like, palms the micro keg and, like, puts it over on the table and fills it up for you um, so that, you know, you get all that good that good uh, Tom uh, Tom spit flavor in there and then hands slides it across the table to you and goes, I guess – I probably won't be putting this on the, with how things are looking right now with the mine, probably not put it on the, the tab, but... Um, I'll, I'll square I'll up at the end. There's it's no worries if you're worried. Oh, I'll, no, I'll, I'm I'll square up. I'll square up the tab today if you want. We could zero no, it out. No, it's it's fine. I It's it's fine. I mean, yeah, if you want to do that, that'd be... I got some bills, but yeah, no, well, whatever I'll, works. I'll pay you today. Just I don't want you to feel like I'm flaking on you i got no dough. no of course i wouldn't but if you wanted to do it i mean of course that would be that would be great okay and he like why he walks off very uncomfortable not wanting to ask for money from you but yes um and then glenn you would be showing on it uh as i walk in just kind of like wave to the guys like gentlemen match join in a minute and looks tom tom a big lovable intelligent Pudge. How there you doing, Pudge? he is. There he is. What are what are you, what are we making for you today? What 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 fantastical drinks have you brought for me to expertly make you? I I feel like I've really. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I pigeonholed you. I feel like I gave you a drink and you did so well that I never wanted to go another route. But you're a creative. Like I can see it in your eyes. The way they like one looks one way and one looks the other. I can tell that you have things in mind. So why don't you s- surprise me? Give me something nice. What does Tom want to make? <laughs> oh, no. So Tom Tom goes behind the counter, and he starts uh, mixing these things together. I'm just going to roll for Tom oh, no. here. Anytime I see him, like, charge to sweat, I mage hand, like, bead the beads of sweat yeah. out of his eye. Like, I can tell he's, like, focused. So they don't, so they don't drop directly into Basically, the Basically, yeah. Um, Imagine a Goliath sweat bead is, like, the size of my fist. So, okay. So I'll say that he, um, he makes this... Uh, this this drink for you that it, it's very different than the flaming lips it's more like a um it's got like almost like pieces of fruit floating around it it's like this like almost like thickish brown uh like liquid that's in there and then there's like pieces of fruit floating around and then he's like kind of like haphazardly like stuck pieces of fruit onto the outside as well um so it's this full just like sensory experience of like drinking and chewing and eating all at the same time and it's served in this like bowl and he brings it over to you and he's written um, the uh, the how to make it out. And it's like this, it, it's relatively simplistic. It's like mostly brown ale with like a bunch of, with stuff floating around in it. Um, and he's written on it and it says Tom's bowl, but he misspelled it and it says Tom's bowel. Yes. <laughs> I, oh no. Um, and uh, uh, Cosmo just <laughs> looks at it and seeing it spelt bowel and she's like, well, uh, I'll just take the spit mug instead. Uh, cheers, uh, Glenn. And he cheers as him. And just, he, like, looks at it. He's like, uh, thanks, Tom. And <laughs> takes a drink, I guess. Okay, uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. And not to be rude, he finishes it. Uh, I, oh. I, I so oh. very much don't want to remind you, but you do get a plus four on your saving throw. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it, but... That would bring it to a five. Is it in that one? <laughs> or a seven, but yeah, it's in that one. Yes. yes. 
I rolled okay. I rolled a disadvantage because I finished it, and it was a 17 and a 1, and I was like, nope, I <laughs> don't get to roll two dice and pick. So it is a nat okay. 1. So I... I know you want to make sure that Tom is content with this, with the light, and you're not showing yes, any disrespect. I don't disrespect. want to hurt his feelings. Yes, 100%. 100 I Ooh. love where you're going this already. <laughs> Ooh. You, this is a, this is a struggle for yeah. you. The, yeah. the just mixture of textures as a thing. It's kind of like when you're drinking something what? and there's something thick in it or, or something in it that you're not expecting. And it's just like that, that feeling of like, oh no, I'm going to throw up. You definitely have at least two or three times where you're actually swallowing your own throw up back down. Um, I need you to make me just another constitution saving throw to make sure you can actually swallow your own vomit. Hell yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it was a three plus two <laughs> plus four, so nine. Okay, so what I need from you is a stealth check. Oh, great. Uh, 23. Okay, uh, you, are, uh, you are able to throw, <laughs> throw it up. I sleep. Yes, you... I like. I just like the long poofy sleeves. I just go front, like a shoot down to my elbow, and I'm just like, just hold my hand up so it doesn't just fall out the sleeve. And then I'm like, oh, this is this is good, Tom. I love the way you added the the floating chunks of DOS dog. That was great. I'm uh, I'm gonna go cry about something else, and I like walk away. And as I turn, I like empty the sleeve below the bar <laughs> just so, like he can't <laughs> like, just out of view it's like right where i was standing i just walk um, it just like wipes a tear from his eyes you really liked it i i've never been so proud of my one of my creations uh and i just sit down and like tears are running down my eyes i'm just like <laughs> rubbing my head i don't even say anything to madge or rank i'm just rubbing my head instant <laughs> headache too instant yeah. headache <laughs> It, it was so good and you didn't want to share, huh, Glenn? <laughs> Without even, like, fully lifting my head, it just turned my head and looked at him. So, like, you don't, you don't want to try it. I'm, Rangram's, like, crying, laughing. <laughs> I could, so I could, match. I could smell it from here. And you drank it and then you peeped it in a sleep. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Hey, Tom. And Rangram's going to shout to Tom from the bar. Yeah, yeah. What can I help with? One more of those drinks for Glenn. No, he didn't. I, uh, and I'm. Oh, I, of course, of course. I'd be happy to. Thanks, uh, thanks, no. thanks, Rangram. Rangram's just still like crying in hysterical laughter. Probably just laughs and falls backwards off his stool. Oh God. Glenn just mentally and physically preparing himself for what's about to happen to his body again. Um. Yeah, so uh, after a little bit of time, uh, Tom slides another uh, of those in front of uh, Rangram, in front of Glenn, and just, like, the smell immediately gets you. Just, like, it is, like it's it's 100% like that. Oh, I just threw up from this alcohol. I'm not going to want to smell it every... Oh, there smell it is. It's there again. again. <laughs> there it is. Um, but, yeah, so uh, while while you all are, are dealing with this, uh, uh, Rangram, can you roll me a, a constitution saving throw with advantage? Uh, uh, I got, I got, I got something. Is trying to like function. I got, I got something for you. Okay. Twenty-three. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm setting next. Saving throw. Cosmo, right there. Sub. <laughs> Sub. <Sada. laughs> That's three. So twenty-six. I will say that texture-wise being used to uh like just dwarven food in general like the texture doesn't bother you at all it's that's not that you get over that really quickly and then the flavor of it because of all the fruit it's like sweeter than anything you normally drink so you're able to just down this thing and it's just like no problem for you whatsoever 
Uh, so Cosmo puts his hand on. I don't know how this works, but Cosmo puts his. See the the peril that he went through. <laughs> he puts his hand on uh, Glenn's shoulder and he says, "You can do this." And he actually, uh, I don't know how this works, but it's up to you. But he's actually going to cast Command on him. Oh, no! What's your, uh, what's your spell, DC? It's a wisdom saving, bro. I don't know how this that's works. That's a charm spell? It is not a charm. Okay. I, think we I have advantage against one. being charmed. It's yeah, not a charm. We that, the the, we, we yeah, we did go through this. I don't know how uh, it works if you want it or not, but uh, if you have to save... <laughs> well, if you're casting it against me, yeah, I'm going to have to save against it, right? It was a wisdom? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but that's yeah, that's where he, I don't he's not know. A willing, he's not a willing creature, so he, he definitely gets a save against it. That's what I'm saying. If he's not willing, yeah. save. If you are willing, don't. Willing to drink the drink that just made me throw up violently, I'm probably gonna try to resist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but roll crap, anyways. Uh, wisdom plus, yeah. No, I, I rolled an eight. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this, but roll an eight. You, yeah, you feel yourself compelled to just grab this bowl <laughs> and just start drinking it. Um, and I just need a, a Constitution saving throw from you. Did you still get a plus four? Oh my god, it's terrible. Uh, 11. Um, oh my god. Yeah, no, you are just... This is the most grisly thing that has just occurred. You're drinking this thing, and for every two drinks, it's getting basically regurgitated back into the, the bowl, <laughs> and it's just getting mixed together in this really horrifying slurry. And seeing this, Cosmo, do you end the command at any time, or do you force him to finish this whole thing and potentially just scar this elf for life? Do what you gotta do. <laughs> um, um, seeing him struggle, Cosmo is going to... Um, okay, seeing this drink... Uh, Cosmo is going to uh, put his hand underneath the glass that, or whatever it is. Is it a glass? Yeah. It's a and, he's say, and he's going to say, keep going, and he's actually going to cast Purify Food and Drink. So it, it, uh, Does it turn into water? Um, uh, let's see. It says is purified and rendered free of disease and poison. Okay, so the alcohol leaves it. So it just makes it much easier for him to do. Oh my god! It becomes ah. mildly consumable. So I don't know if it becomes. Like a... I don't know if it becomes water. I'm gonna leave that. So. I'm gonna leave that up to your interpretation. No, but I'm purifying be... of it. This of this diseased, gross flavor, uh, yeah. I guess. So okay. So I will say that all of the bile, all the gross <laughs> stuff in it, is gone. Um, all the alcohol is gone. Um, it basically just becomes like a punch bowl at this point with like fro- floating pieces of fruit in it. And it becomes very palatable. It's just like a juice. Uh, and so as you're finishing off this, 
forced uh, quenching of your thirst, um, this it, it becomes uh, suddenly like much more palatable. Uh, and you don't even need to make constitution saving throw to drink juice. Um, but yeah, you finish it down, and uh, I assume that the command is over, and you are unburdened by it. Uh, what does Glenn do? Uh, once I finish downing it, um, again, not to offend Tom, I just wipe my face clean. I'm like, oh, great again, Tom. I can't wait to have another one later tomorrow. Uh, thanks. And I, like, put the bowl down and just kind of look over to Cosmos like, I don't forget. And I just... <laughs> sit back and start enjoying the conversation. Just just remember, your bird pooped in me eye. Two different entities, my friend. Two different entities. At least I helped you on the second half. That was terrible on the first and the first hole and then the other half following it. I didn't I had nothing to do with the first. That I mean, was, you know I can't you invoked I'm that one, good, my friend. He's such a he's such a nice guest. You know, I can't, he is. He's such a nice I didn't really think it, it was that bad. I mean I almost stick to hell just the same but and Rangrim lets out like a very like a very insidious burp. Directly <laughs> projected at Glenn, and I'm sure oh, it smells no. a bit like brown ale and fruit. Uh, I'm gonna use evasion to dodge the the burp cloud. <laughs> I just yes. I just assume it's. This is be literally. I mean, it's like an AOE, so you get it out of the way. This of it. is a hundred percent combat at the at the pub. <laughs> it's hundred percent. Yeah, oh, we need to roll God. for initiative. Um, um, I'm crying. So, um, Madge, who was absolutely like loving this entire thing and laughing her ass off, she's like, "Oh my god, uh, um, yeah." So, I, I'm just curious. Um, I, I can't imagine you're gonna be. I, I doesn't seem like you're gonna be sticking around in town too long. Um, what's the next? What's the next on the docket? Like, where do you, where are you guys headed? Um, well, you know, um, we got lots of important things to to do eventually. And Ringram stops and thinks to himself, and just like, what time is it? Because we're, we're just chugging these fruit beers. We're getting hammered yeah. at, like, it's like, nine it's in the noon. morning. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, like, maybe, like, before noon sometime. The like only maybe... one hammered at this table is Glenn. Yeah, it's also probably <laughs> The true. rest of us are, like, having, like, morning needs. Yeah, I'm, I'm yelling at Poe. I'm like, you're fucking, you don't even, you haven't even seen me twice. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, I don't really know. I mean... We got we got some leads. We might um, stick around for a bit though, um, maybe a couple of days. We're not too sure just yet, but we still got to check up on some things with um, Luther and Cosmo's mom and uh, Glenn. Are you okay? You're, you're you're fine. Glenn had some things to do too, but I don't think he's gonna be able to do them today. You, you don't even you haven't even seen me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealthy, and I'm gonna try to go stealth, sitting yeah, at the table, won't. not moving. Uh, roll stealth at disadvantage. It's still probably gonna go well. It's probably probably well. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, twenty six. <laughs> Glenn ducks beneath the table and uh, just kind of disappears from view. And then from underneath the table, where I obviously went because I couldn't go very far, I go. It's <laughs> can't even see me. <laughs> uh, how did he do that? I say you're the sneakiest. He's a sneaky guy. Hey Tom, you got a piece of bread or something we can give this one? Like, like food, not in a drink. I need super potatoes. 
I couldn't tell the other day you said sweet potatoes or super saiyans. <laughs> two, po- two potatoes. <laughs> I, heard, I heard super saiyans also. Um, I don't know whether or not you want to make the decision today of where you're going next, but just to catch everyone up and like to re- just to remind you all of what like the current like options are for where you want to go. So uh, there was a flyer uh, for pirates in the West. Um, it, there, when you went to Luther's Legends, there didn't seem to be any new ones up, but you also had taken down your wacky, waving, inflatable Luther. So there was pirates in the West um, over by the Shattered Isles, uh, just like pirate activity. That's also general direction of where the Dusk Forge would be. Um, it's over in that general Western direction. Um, disappearances in the east, uh, just like past further than you guys just came from the east, uh, over by the Evan Ridge, but further east than that, um, over by where the I believe it's East Springs was the place, uh, over by uh, uh, Ozarian's Deep is general is over where uh, that one would be. Hmm. Um, and then location over in the Spina Peaks is over where the Dusk Forge is, is uh, known to be the actual oh, exact location, yeah, is yeah, yeah. not known. Um, it just is, it's been rumored that there is a forge over there that there is some number from 15. I see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so uh, aside from that, uh, there's the war to the north, uh, with the revivifist. Uh, you all did make a promise to Nybarg and to Red Fury to go meet them up there potentially, yeah, um, and find out more about the revivifist. Um, you also in the north, uh, you have had the visions from the coin that were basically, um, whether or not, like, there were some hints that it could have been in the mountains. To, and actually, there was the full vision that Glenn got that was basically a temple uh, with a draconic symbolage on it that was in some sort of snowy mountain range. Uh, so that would could potentially be in the north as well, uh, though it's more to the west uh, than it would be to go to the Revivifest. But that's all in, like, that snowy region generally. Um and then you have heard uh, some weird things going on with the capital uh, of Goldbreak in the south, uh, which is kind of in the center of the continent, uh, which is the capital city uh, in, of, of Sakal in general. That's where the emperor actually is. Um, and then Luther potentially heading north. Uh, and right. with a question mark there, you don't know whether where in the north they were heading. But um, that is kind of what is currently uh, options to you. Yeah. Uh... Glenn, Glenn Tinkling is head west towards something called a Dusk Forge, because that sounds super cool. Also, uh, the, the DOS quest. Right. Yes. DOS uh, north. Which, which, Co- uh, which I will call DOS's secret. Uh, DOS's Co- secret. Cosmo still feels like he's not certain that uh, the mine piece is necessarily done for Tin Town before he can kind of bail out. So um, maybe a quick check, a quick, a quick <clears throat> mission yeah. before we Check out, check out of Tin Town. Yeah, you haven't uh, talked to Chesk yet either. I say yeah. we figure out what the mystery meat is. Um, Gives us a chance to check back in too. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. We're kind of waiting on the hand. We want to see what this mystery meat creatures are. And uh, Cosmo needs to figure out what's up with the dark steel. <laughs> Next episode, we build a franchise. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so as you all are uh, sitting there kind of at the table talking about where your next steps are going to be and kind of deciding that you're going to be heading north, uh, just, you know, figuring out what Doss's secret might be, you see a, uh, a guard uh, from the Boulder Fist uh, Mining Company come come running up and is like, uh, excuse, excuse me, um, there is a, there's a, there's a Tardin here uh, looking for you all. Uh, so with that, we are going to end tonight's episode. I always knew Tardin could do it. He just needed some tough love. That was it. A little bit of tough I'm love. I'm concerned Tardin just took over the entire Evan Depths, and he's now like, <laughs> the reincarnation of Alden. Well, one intimidation check and he'll pee him.
Don't sweat. That's true. It's true. His his pants are just stiff as a board at this point. Right. Well, <laughs> and all that he never changes pants again. Right now. <laughs>